0: From the Los Angeles underground, it's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex.
1: It's like honey in your ear holes.
0: Welcome back to The Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast. I'm peeking a little, peeking a little. We're okay, we're okay. I have a different setup this uh, this week. I'm using my uh, computer to record so there may be some issues with the sound it shouldn't be too too bad but i'm, I'm just trying to adjust everything so i apologize if there are any issues uh please uh, write, be, feel free to write us at the superiority complex show at gmail.com and uh, any complaints as always are read and sent immediately to the trash uh today we have a great show for you We've got uh, our whole cast is here, our whole cast and crew, uh, bouncing back from a great week last week. See if we can keep up the intensity. We had Steve and Izzy with us last week. If you haven't, uh, please check out uh, episode 350, which we called All the Mops in honor of uh, Justine's uh, week. Uh, But, yeah, they were great, and it was great to have guests. But now we're back with the family, our our home crew. John Sandy, of course, is here. Patrick. Justine. Hi. And Jake. Hi. This uh, this episode is being brought to you by Jake who is running the Google meeting. Thank you, Jake, for As bringing always, us all man. together face to face. It is nice. such we- a nice sponsor. It is. We were doing this uh, via audio for the first couple months and uh, Jake's like, why aren't we using Google meeting? And it's great because we can see each other now. Except I can see uh, Patrick's San Francisco Giants hat. He knows that offends me And he wears it. He continues to wear it. And Justine, you allow it. You live in the same house. How is that still intact? How is it not being used as a dog dish or as to wipe up a spill? Maybe put it under a leaky car. You know, why is that intact, Justine? Can you answer me that?
1: I mean, they haven't, they didn't win last year. So,
0: of course. I mean, they they never win. But, I mean, we have to see that. We have to see that hat. How do you live like that? Is that why you're in separate rooms all the time? <laughs>
1: Makes
0: sense. Is that what it is?
1: I'm recording in a different room.
0: What does that hat smell like? It's got to stink. It's just got to smell like, oh, ugh, awful.
1: I don't go anywhere near it. Yeah, yeah. don't.
0: <laughs> John, how are you doing today? Fine. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm loving this weather, man. You know, we get it's, yeah. it's rainy here in in, uh, in in the Los Angeles underground today. And uh, it, I love it. We don't get a lot of rain around here. And uh, the rest of the country, people in other parts of the world are probably going, oh, rain, it's so nice. You know, very sarcastically. But it is nice for us. We never get it. So it's it's nice. It's true. It made you it's want to This could see. be it. <laughs> this yeah, could this be the could last be it week. For, for like a year.
2: <laughs> it could be.
0: Justine, you have a question, comment, concern? I saw your hand go up.
1: It's also good in Animal Crossing when it rains.
0: It is because you know what I do is I pick my pumpkins, and then and you agree. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. That's right. Good job, also, Justine.
1: So your flowers grow. If you're trying to get a certain color, the rain is very helpful. Let
0: me ask you a question, Justine. How's your island doing? All right. How many bells do you have in the bank right now?
1: Um, I had a million, but I just paid something, so
0: I've got like. I've got 7.1. I need to know what's going on on your island. I need to go over there and spend some money.
1: I heard you get were there. at 12.
0: No, I'm not at 12. Did you buy all the Mario gear? It's Mario Day. Super Mario Day, March 10th. Happy- not
1: everything. Yeah. I don't need everything.
0: Happy, But if you get the pipe, it's a warp. It'll warp you to different parts of the island.
1: I have like <laughs> five of them, but... I'm trying to do something, so I had to bring it back down to two because you end up everywhere. So
0: you warp randomly, right? So we were we were wondering if you customize the pipes, like if you paint certain pipes red, they don't correspond to the red pipes. Okay, nope, it's random. That answers that question.
1: So you go, you go somewhere you didn't want to be. You jump back in. You go somewhere else you didn't want to be. Then you're just jumping, 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 jumping.
0: Okay, so it's best to just um, have it's best to just have two. Yeah,
1: maybe three if you don't mind that, but like more than that is just too much. Okay.
0: I like it. I wish I could warp to like your Island. That'd be cool. Like if I put down right?
1: a, the whole talking to a Dodo,
0: I almost said if I laid some pipe on your Island, which I know would have sounded really dirty, <laughs> <laughs> but Patrick's wearing that hat. So I know I can beat him up. No problem. So I'm not really, worried. there you go. I'd uh, apologize for it uh, I I did apologize, I didn't even say it I didn't even say it um, Oh, no,
3: I'd apologize when I got beat up I'd be like, it's my fault
0: <laughs> What are you, Canadian? You get beat up and you're like, sorry I'm sorry sorry." Shout out to our Canadian hey. friends Crew of, uh, what were they thinking? Nathan and Brennan um, Jake, how you doing, my man? You're You're into Warhammer now? You're painting
4: models? What's going on over there? I know. I've ascended to new levels of nerddom. Ever. You have.
1: You've yeah, like. <laughs>
4: <laughs> You've reached like nerd nirvana.
0: What's higher than yeah. what's higher than Warhammer on the nerd scale?
4: Magic the Gathering.
0: Oh, that's true. Mm. No, D- 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 I feel D- like, D- like
4: I feel like Warhammer is above.
3: Larping. Is above
4: magic. Oh yeah, larping. Uh, yeah. I would. Uh, I would
3: probably guess the next step would be not showering. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that's a that's a common thing though at the game at the board game place though. So. That is one
0: thing I have not missed is the uh, the the the, the smell when it's especially when it's summertime. Boy, that is a lot of people now. Now in a post COVID world, think about that. We used to walk into a room with about fifty people mm, and no ventilation. Think about, think about what we used to that all the time, like no big deal. Everybody's I wonder up. if we're going
1: to have to set up appointments or something
0: everybody's eating snacks in there and bringing their poke yeah. and their in and out with double doubles with extra onions and you know mm. Mm.
3: all that stink and all that funk
0: mm-hmm. and then somebody would always remember every once in a while someone would take off their shoes you'd be like why are you uh, doing this why are we taking off our shoes in public don't ever do that
3: please don't ever do that yeah don't be but that, I mean Ed, you know he's got tiny feet so they didn't smell that bad <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> is that true smaller feet don't don't,
0: don't smell as badly is that true
3: i don't know
2: that sounds like hobbit etiquette he's got small feet so it's all right
0: yeah yeah. small foot isn't that a band john little foot tell us about little foot john oh little feet yeah tell us about that
2: it's a band
0: (laughs) it's f-e-a-t like little accomplishment
2: Oh, I do not know much about them. They, I think they had one hit. That uh, Dixie Chicken, I think, was the only hit. How does it go? <laughs> you know, it goes... How is
3: that Dixie Chicken? Dixie Chicken.
2: Is
0: that how it goes, John?
2: No, I'm just joking. All right, I don't know about Little Feet.
0: Who's in Little Feet? Isn't it like a
2: super group? No, no, no. The main guy passed away. Um... What the hell was his name? Um, it's very rare. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. You, you remember the covers? The covers were all painted by a guy named Neon Park. People remember the covers, these really bizarre covers, and they were all painted by the same artist, Neon Park. And uh, he did some oddball Frank Zappa covers, too. You know, there was like a, a painting of a, uh, a sexy <laughs> duck sitting by a pool with, putting on lipstick. You remember that? Was that Howard yeah. the Duck? Is that... Is it like the girl? It, it kind of looks like Howard the Duck if if he had a girlfriend. Did He did these odd. Howard
3: these odd. the Duck.
2: That's it. That's it.
0: Boy, did that movie suck, Howard mm-hmm. the, duck. the Duck. God, I'm glad I made you guys oh, watch great. that. You suck. I'm really glad. I really am glad I made you guys mm-hmm. watch that. Mm-hmm. Are you though? What's going on? Yeah, who's, he's who's, happy about it. Who's whose who's sister's mm-hmm. talking in the background very loudly?
4: Whose sister? <laughs> Uh, it's I sister? really, I really hope she's not my sister.
0: John, is that your sister you're talking about?
2: <laughs> it's the cat. Oh, it's, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was
0: Justine's sister. Is that Sandy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you let her know that we're podcasting and that she needs to just tone it down a little bit? Yeah, just, well, I'm totally kidding. I'm
3: totally oh, kidding. Wow. oh my god! Uh, oh, Mario, what have you done? <laughs> wow, that was quick. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Yeah, Jake. Wow. I, I'm totally <laughs> See kidding. See him come back with a black I, eye. I'm totally kidding.
4: <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no. It
3: was just funny.
0: I could I hear. Just her. He just wanted. To, I liked. It. He just wanted to finally tell her something, and he figured I would. He would use me as a. Marga you're the said, catalyst. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He said. I think he just shut the door. Basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but did you slam it like passive aggressively to let her know you're being uh-huh. a, you're being a little loud? Yeah. You know. Yep.
2: Uh, <laughs> I love it.
0: It's good to see you guys. I'm really glad. Mm. I was just telling John before we we went on the air, John. The C D C is now saying that once everyone's vaccinated, small groups can get together, which means mm. we may be able to podcast face to face soon, maybe like by around summertime. At the uh at, at the old, at, at the old, old location. Uh, uh, our old location at Undersea. What do you think of that? At the That'd old. Be great. You guys, so I think so all of us would have yeah. to have
2: both vaccines, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Are uh, John, are you in line to get yours yet? Are you trying? Are you uh
2: I'm getting, uh, this morning I got my first appointment for Saturday morning. So that's the first one. Nice. Nice. And then the second one is, uh, April, I guess, middle of April or something.
0: Nice, man. How do you feel? How do you feel about finally getting it?
2: I'm just glad. Gu- I'm just glad I got one. It was kind of tough to navigate, but, uh, uh Walgreens seems to be the easiest. If you get on right at 4am straight up, they've got lots of appointments. Um, it's just a matter of getting on there, you know, right when they open up the site though, so, 4am.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you stay healthy.
2: You too. Have, have you had your second?
0: I got my second. I got my second shot. I got my second shot that actually, last week I came in straight from the appointment.
2: And did then, you figure out that you did get the real? Well, shot? let me
0: tell you guys something. I, I told you guys I felt fine, and then um, Thursday night, look at Obi. Obi is attacking. Uh, just he's yeah, being attacked by a
3: dog. Thunder. Oh, is there thunder? <laughs> Yeah, he's freaking
0: out. He's barking at the thunder.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so Thursday night after uh, I got back, I'm sorry, after we recorded, I was fine the next morning. Uh, starting Thursday night, I started to get really tired, like tired, just fatigued. Not mm. didn't feel sick, didn't feel anything. I went to sleep Friday morning. I went to sleep around midnight, and Friday morning I woke up around ten which I've not slept mm. that long in a long time, I could not keep my eyes open. I, I rolled back over, went to sleep, woke up about 11.30, could not keep my eyes open. I didn't get out of bed till almost 2 o'clock Friday afternoon. Oh, wow. And just felt su- super draggy all Friday. Uh, Friday evening, Nicole and I hung out, played some board games and stuff, and I was back in bed. Even though I had slept, even though I didn't get up till like 2, I got <coughs> to bed around 11.30 Friday night as well. And slept again until Saturday morning, uh, and then Saturday by Saturday I felt fine.
2: But uh, I was reading. That on- sure sounds like you got the real shot, huh?
0: Yeah, it's, I, I I just felt uh, you know very very tired, very fatigued. So I don't know if that's you know I don't want to read too much into it because I don't know.
2: I go back for my. I uh, thought you got a heads up. I thought you kind of figured out that you might have gotten the real shot based on something. I forgot what you said. No, that was just you um, were guessing.
0: That was just me guessing. Was that yeah, just sure that was just guessing? me. Okay,
2: hope hoping hoping but that kind of fatigue maybe that kind of says something doesn't it yeah i haven't slept like that in a
0: long time to where i could not wake up it was crazy i just i could not get out of bed so so you know Mm. if you think i got injected wednesday and then my body's kicking into gear for the next day fighting it you know while i'm just doing my thing then it's all of a sudden my body's like look we're tired let's get some rest you know so any aches and pains? Nope, 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 no. no, no, no oh, okay, no so
3: just
2: the the fatigue, though. You got yeah. the fatigue. Mm-hmm.
0: I know a Your lot of people. Like, that,
3: night, night, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So we'll we'll see. I go back for my checkup, and then I'm due for the next round of uh, injections in April, like early April. So. And when do they tell you
2: if you got the real one?
0: Eventually, you get both. So whatever I didn't get the first. Oh. Round, I get the I next see. time. Yeah, I get the next time.
2: Okay. So. So if you didn't get it this time, you will get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So okay, so it's all working out. So get out there,
0: get vaccinated so we can all see each other. And we I can look at Justine's beautiful, bored face live. And uh, she won't have to hold her dog anymore.
1: Just uh, <laughs> disappointed in my dog. That's
0: all. Why? Because he's afraid Just of... Disappointed?
1: Well, he knew I was podcasting in his... <laughs>
4: but does he does he know though is he that (laughs) smart really yeah (laughs) Yeah, he's
0: that
1: smart
0: this is his opportunity to make to get fans though that's probably what he's thinking Mm -hmm. you're the second most popular character on the show behind john sandy yeah
2: so i mean this is I'm I'm picturing Justine saying before the podcast, "Now, do not bother me because we're doing a podcast, you understand." <laughs> so help me god.
1: His voice, and you know that he's podcasting. Does he listen? He can hear it, yes.
0: Jake's cat listens. And hugs the hugs the speaker while it's happening. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jake likes his pod Jake's cat likes the podcast better than Jake does. At this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no disagreements there. It sure seems that way. Mm-hmm. I don't see Jake hugging a speaker. I don't see any of you guys hugging the speaker. Maybe John. Maybe John. Well, can you imagine to a cat, like, John's voice has got to be soothing. You get it right up against the mic, and it rumbles. That's gotta soothing? Be, uh, That's gotta yeah. Be, oh, it, it, it uh,
3: rumbles, baby. Yeah,
0: that cat is right up against it, <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that video, John? We'll, we'll send that video to the thing. Have Sandy send it to the group chat, Jake. It's uh, what video? It's a, it's a video of us doing the podcast, and oh. Jake's cat <laughs> is literally laying on the speaker, like rubbing his head against the speaker while you and I are talking. Really? Yeah. Really? Which one mm-hmm. is it? Is it, uh, is it Jasper? It's Mila. It's Mila, is yeah. Mila. She loves us. Naturally. We're very popular with the lady cats. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Why are you shaking your heads? Patrick and Justine are shaking their heads. Guys, we finished WandaVision. What did you guys think? It's over. What did you guys think?
3: Finale was fun. I liked it. Justine?
1: Entertaining.
3: Patrick? Like I said, I thought it was fun. Uh, It was, you know, a nice, fun quarantine experience.
0: What I loved about it is that it was self-contained that there were no really other Marvel characters that came in it was all her. Cuz we kept yeah. we kept saying we had all these theories that it was just going to be hey, here comes uh, the Fantastic 4. Hey, they're going to bring the in. <laughs> and we were all wrong. I don't I don't mind being wrong. I thought they yeah, I thought it was, it was great nice. that that it was all her. I loved that it was that she was the focus of the story. I really dug that. I really like that. And I still but I still maintain the first two episodes you don't need to watch. Just come in when she's having the babies at the end of episode two and you don't you can skip everything else.
2: You can really you can skip Bewitched. It's that week. Oh oh you don't like it because it's the Bewitched parody. John, I never speaking of
0: Bewitched, I never knew that she was in that Elizabeth Montgomery had a cameo with Buster Keaton in uh Beach Blanket Bingo. Or was it? How to Stuff
2: a Wild yeah. Bikini? I think that's because her husband directed it, so that's probably how that happened.
0: <laughs> what a what a weird combo! I would have never thought that that would. It wasn't until I watched that Buster I, Keaton
2: documentary that I that I would have seen. Yeah, it's not weird? No. I, I yeah, that was a surprise to me too. Um, they said he was great on those pictures because they didn't. He didn't. He just considered it work. He didn't consider it demeaning that he was making those movies. And he would say, "Hey, I've got a great idea. It's a surefire laugh. How about if I run with this hose and then go straight up and straight down, land on my back?" And they're like, "Gee, Buster, you know? you're like sixty. If you want to do it, sure." You know? <laughs> yeah, he was right. always thinking of gags. He's going, "Hey, I got something. This is kind of dead right here. How about if I do this around the corner?" They're like, "Sure." You know? <laughs> sure
0: those those movies were so low budget they didn't they were just like whatever let's jam it in there it's yeah fine. yeah uh,
2: i mean yeah that documentary like, is great uh, you know. by the
0: way the great buster peter What's Bogdanovich. That? if you haven't seen it check mm. it out uh i rented it via my local library using the canopy app but uh, really really good stuff in there really good stuff
2: yeah it's obvious that bogdanovich is a fan you know yeah. And I like the way he kind of concentrates on the big 10. He tells the whole story, but he kind of loops around and finishes with the big 10, you know, the big, the good ones, you and know.
0: If you, if you want to watch a quick documentary that's free, go on YouTube. And the guy who used to do the, uh, uh, I can't remember, I know his, I can't remember his last name. His name is Tony. He had a, a series on YouTube called Every Frame of Painting. Fantastic. Uh, I don't know if he was a film teacher, film student. Uh, but he had a. It's he doesn't do them anymore. But they're all available on YouTube. He did one called uh, "The Art of the Gag," Buster Keaton, "The Art of the Gag," and it's a little ten-minute short. But it shows all. Oh of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really great, uh, really great little mini documentary on Buster Keaton. Yeah. Uh, oh he, wow. He did a great one on Kurosawa as well. Really great. Uh, right on. Kurosawa one as well, and that's gonna be we're gonna be coming up in next week. We're gonna be watching cool. some Kurosawa. So. Get excited for that. But, uh, yeah, I really thought uh, WandaVision as a whole was – I thought it was a fun fun show. It it grew on me. I didn't like it at first. Uh, like I said, it was because I used to have to watch shows be, like Bewitched while I was waiting for Gilligan's Islander to come on. To come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted the Munsters or I yeah. wanted Gilligan's Island or I wanted
2: F Troop. Right. I don't want this uh, – This. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was never a fan of Bewitched either. I, I was more – I think I, I got more out of "I Dream of Genie. It's pretty much the same premise, well, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: didn't we all? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know,
2: you know what I'm talking about, huh, John? Huh? Huh? Mm. Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Uh,
0: yeah. What would you give the whole series, Patrick Wandavision series? Um,
3: seven and a half.
0: Seven. Seven point five. Justini we not perfect, but good.
1: Um, I give it a nine. Give a good background on her without having to do a whole movie.
0: I'm going to give it an eight, a solid eight. Uh, I still don't understand why everyone was ex- that excited about Catherine Hahn. I thought she was fine. Uh, I didn't uh, think it was her, like she was brilliant or she made the series, but I don't know. I guess uh, I'm not one of these kids who parts in the middle and calls everything iconic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding.
2: Iconic. <laughs> is that a buzzword? <laughs> yeah, now? No, that's a that's
0: a that's a that's a that's a young that's a young. What's the next generation that we're supposed to be in? Not the millennials. It's what is it, Gen-, Gen Z? Gen Z.
2: Uh, iconic. They, they
0: say everything's iconic.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess that's the way everyone used to say because classic. Classic.
3: If you're not Gen Z, shut up.
4: Hmm.
0: You know who is Gen Z? Is uh, well, not Sandy.
4: No. Mm-mm, no, thank God.
0: Do we know any Gen Zers? We do. We do. Uh, our, our, Roxy, our in our game group, definitely uh, your kid. Uh, she, yeah, but she's not really that. She's kind of a throwback.
2: She doesn't behave like a Gen Zer. She does.
0: She <laughs> says certain things. Like she, uh, she would definitely eat Tide Pods if I let her. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's Respect interesting. That shit. <laughs> she wouldn't. She wouldn't. But she would pretend. She would. Be, she would definitely be uh, into the
4: colors, though. So. So you, uh-huh. you bake bake something that looks like a tide pod, and then do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, but then you know, how do I know that she'll be able to tell the difference between that and a real tide pod? Mm, yeah, that's true. These are the questions, man. I remember once when she was a kid, she did not know that she did not. She thought a CD was a DVD. Um. I had a CD, and she goes, Dad, that's not... What, what are you doing with that movie? I go, this is not a movie, this is music. She's like, no, Dad, that's not how you listen to music. But then she knew about records. It was really weird. She like, she knew the existence of records, but she didn't know that music ever went on a CD, so it was kind of weird. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that was a little bit of a disconnect. So, I don't know. kids today, your huh?
1: Card, your car didn't have a CD player?
0: It did, but it had the same Ozo Motley a CD stuck in it for her entire youth, so... <laughs> we never, it was all, literally
2: stuck or <laughs> it was literally
0: stuck in there i mean what there's, uh, hey trust me there's worse cds to have ozo motley's self-titled first album go get it i finally got it out of there though that just came up in my facebook memories too it was in there for about six or seven years it was just stuck in there uh wow but, but um uh, you know my car's been great all these years but the cd player never worked right um guys let me tell you though uh, we, it was all MP3 when I was when I was coming up.
2: MP3, yep.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used to have an app. What if you go ahead, John? I'm sorry.
2: No, no. I was gonna say, what if uh, you had Abbey Road stuck in there? It wouldn't have been six years, would it?
0: Abbey Road never would have been put inside the the CD. But like... if it had, you
2: would not have waited to get it pried out of there, right? You would've, I would have probably just and
0: the entire head unit. You would have pulled it out with your teeth, probably. I would have just smashed it so that it, it couldn't play anything. Nicole would, would say, "What are you doing? Why are you smashing your forehead against the player?" I would, <laughs> I would rather listen to road noise. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Damn. I'm going to quote Jake here. Not everything the Beatles did was bad. Mm. Let's agree to disagree before we it gets heated.
0: I'd rather listen. To I'm just, or... I'm just messing with you. Mm. What's the, uh, what's the big song off of uh, Abbey Road? What's the big? Uh... Oh,
2: uh, you know, come together and something are the big two.
0: Oh, come together. That's one of my favorite examples when people tell me that uh,
2: that they wrote great songs. I'm like, there you go. How can you not like come together? I mean, I can understand Dang. you like hating the rest of the songbook. How, how do you hate come together?
0: Uh jam <laughs> football.
2: Do they play that? <laughs> That's uh, one of the lyrics. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, walrus uh, Gumbo. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah.
3: Um, you don't like... Uh, holy Roller.
2: Hmm. And you don't like uh, Here Comes the Sun, right? It's Oh, too, then my uh, daughter did dumb like dumb dumb that song when
0: she was little. She liked that song. So, you know, I'll give you a pass on that one. There you go.
4: There you
0: go. Do I listen to it? No. <laughs> I love it. Do I listen to it? No. No, no, no. no. I've got other things to listen to. I don't listen to clowns.
2: <laughs> and now, here they are Louis Prima and the Beatles.
0: <laughs> wow, that would be great. I would listen to that.
2: And now, here's something for the youngsters and their grandparents Louis Prima and the Beatles. You guys know Louis Prima is King Louis
0: in a movie called The Jungle Book. Yep. And by the way, Christopher Walken's interpretation of that was terrible. So let's not have mm. debate there. Am I?
4: Right? Let's let us not we talk, Let's not talk about that
1: one. <laughs> Jake's you know, favorite. It creepy. You like <laughs> that? Creepiest version of that I've ever heard.
4: Mm-hmm. That's a good song. Okay.
0: It is a good song when it's done by Louis Prima. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
4: yeah,
2: Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. Maybe and then like, Mario's like, uh, I would also accept the Los Lobos. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that's a good one, too. By the way, uh, I just saw on Saturday Night Live something I had never seen. Somebody shared a clip of, I guess, Kirsten uh, – not Kirsten. Kristen Wigg did a whole – she did a couple of them. One was uh, Ann-Margaret trying to throw something away in the trash can. And the other was Eliza Manelli trying to uh, turn off a lamp. And, oh, my God, it is the funniest damn thing I've ever seen. I was crying. I was crying. Wow! Why have I never wow. seen that, Justine?
1: I don't know. Do you ever use YouTube?
2: <laughs> How do you think I saw it, smartass? <laughs> How about that? She did a good Anne Margaret impression. I might have to check oh, that it's out. It's
0: hilarious. Huh? She does all
2: the Anne yeah? Margaret dance moves and the. Uh, how about that? Yeah,
0: somebody gives literally gives her a piece of paper to try to throw in the trash can, and she starts doing all these dance moves. And nice, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm.
2: That's uh, how much I love Anne Margaret. That even just somebody doing Anne Margaret, I'll I'll watch it. Anne Margrock. Anne Margrock, and Stony Curtis. Mm-hmm.
0: What are you guys gonna make? Let me ask you guys this. It's a rainy day. What's your perfect rainy day meal? Justine? Mm,
1: French onion soup.
0: Ooh, Ooh, you like the cheese on nice. top? You know who's baffled by mm. French onion soup is uh, our friend the lily pot. She asked me one time about French onion soup. Does not understand the, the cheese on top. But that, I think that goes back to the Franco, the Franco-Anglo animosity thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: they're having—they're they're yeah. not having a good week. The Royals, so you know, we, we'll talk about that. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> what do you—what do you got? What's—what's what's your favorite meal? What's your go-to meal on a on a cold... cold
3: cheese and hot dog sandwich? What? Cold cheese and hot dog sandwich. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs>
4: He's a white boy. Did I stutter? I said grilled cheese.
3: And hot dog
4: sandwich? And hot hot dog.
3: Yeah, so you take two pieces of sourdough bread, Mm -hmm. some medium cheddar cheese, Mm -hmm. put cheddar on one side. You cut up a hot dog, Mm -hmm. right, like a turkey hot dog. It's usually turkey, not beef. Uh And then you stick them in the broiler. Mm Mm-hmm and then you toast them until the cheese is nice and crisp and the hot dogs nice and burnt and you put it together Patrick what if i have a job though where i make money uh, <laughs> <I'm> so <crazy. laughs> jesus no growing up in a a, a lower middle class I'm family totally in kidding. a single parent home and you kind of have to survive wow. and fend listen, for yourself you listen don't to make,
0: make me be a jerk here it's okay, man. You
3: you make the
0: <laughs> choices you make. Don't make me the bad yeah, guy. It's a
3: it's a, com-
0: it's a comfort food. That it does sound that sounds. My dad used what my dad used to do is he used to do a similar snack, and that's why I was saying that was because my dad would get a fork, a hot dog. you would get a fork, stick the hot dog in the end of the fork, grill it over <laughs> the uh, over the stove, grill it over the stove, and then wrap it in a tortilla. And I'm telling you, man, that is the snack to beat all snacks. Nothing. I mean, at least I was using the broiler Nope, 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 nope That's too fancy We're Mexican, no. we yeah, don't have broilers, dude What's a broiler? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's that where I... you
3: keep that pan underneath the oven You know, though oh, like Okay, that. so
1: Spoiler from Patrick, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> that's where all the pans and go under. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I just saw a thing I saw this thing about uh, when you're Mexican and you're trying to use the oven and it's a guy trying to heat something in the oven, he's pulling like Tupperware, <laughs> he like, keeps pulling stuff, like a live chicken all this stuff comes out of the <laughs> oven but yeah, that's like a very that's a very ethnic thing to do is store stuff in your you don't use the oven, we're not baking cakes, Uh. Patrick, let me ask you this. Did you ever used to have the, what was it, Wiener Schnitzel used to have the Polish sandwich that you would, it would have the, you get the, the
3: odd. I never had that at Wiener Schnitzel. It was good. It was was like the
0: one good thing at Wiener Schnitzel. It was like a, I think it was a Polish hot
3: dog, but it was on a, like a, like a sourdough or rye. Growing up north, we don't have, we didn't have Wiener Schnitzel. We had um, Caspers. What the hell is Uh, Caspers? it's a hot dog chain, and it's really, really good. It's like on the, along the lines of. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what I would compare it to, uh, but it's Dinner? like it's a no. It's it's not that mainstream. It's a very old staple of the Bay Area, um, and we used to have it all the time. It's really good. Is it, is it like a
0: pup and taco? Not unlike a pup and taco. That was John's
3: favorite.
1: Yeah,
2: it was owned by a friendly ghost.
3: Pretty much, John. We're going to but ahead there's and ignore um, that one. What's like that? the original Casper's has an Elvis impersonator who's been doing it for like 50 years. Jesus. Is, is this place still around? Yeah,
0: Casper's still exists. They're really good. Is it a local chain? Not unlike a Jim's Burger down here or like a Douglas Burger or like a mm, It's A little bit bigger. Or like a, uh, or like a, not a, what's a local? Like a hat
3: almost. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Along those lines. Great pull. Great pull. Be so it's like the best way I can describe it.
0: Okay. And uh what's your what's your go-to uh rainy day meal there, uh, Jake?
4: Jake's um, I usually do I usually do uh ramen with the uh, <laughs> with a raw egg. Drop a raw egg in there, and mix it all up. You like a raw egg on your tamales?
0: You like a raw egg mm-hmm. on What's what's with you and the eggs? What's going on?
4: I don't I like eggs. Hmm.
0: Eggs okay. are delicious.
3: He okay. likes that high cholesterol. That's what he that's, likes. That's right.
0: Actually, uh, they just they reversed that. They were they're saying that the eggs aren't that really that high in cholesterol. At least not really? a bad cholesterol.
4: That was
2: recent. That was recent. So uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, I
1: don't they
2: understand. switch off every five years. They they come up with a different. I've seen that go back and forth about five times in the last 20 years. Eggs are bad for you. Oh, we got that wrong. Eggs are good for you. Oh, no, they're really bad for you. Well, you can eat the whites, but not the yolk. No, they're really good for you. Just don't fry them. They cannot make their minds up about eggs, I'll tell you. I'll
0: tell you what. uh, As a diabetic, eggs are your best friend in the morning because Mm. all that protein helps uh, keep your sugars uh, from spiking Mm. when you eat your breakfast. Mm -hmm. So eat your eggs, man. John, what about you? You bet. Your uh, what? Do you? What's your rainy day? What's your go-to rainy day meal? What do you like? Uh...
2: A great big bowl of chili, and yeah. uh, then maybe some of those uh, cornbread crisp crackers. What the hell are those? Trader Joe's has got these crackers. They taste like cornbread. They're like um, not really a chip. It's more like a cracker, but it tastes like cornbread. What? Yeah. John so always
3: plugging that Trader Joe's.
0: John, that's loves, right. <laughs> nobody loves a bowl of
2: chili like John Sandy. Let me tell you. I was going to try to top both of you guys and say, I cook it over a can of Sterno. I crack open a can of Sterno, light it, and then I don't take take the chili out of the can. I just put it over the Sterno. (laughs) My
0: Mm, wife does mm. make a killer bowl of chili, so I do Mm. like that when it's cold.
2: Uh, Yeah. You know, Christ, it doesn't matter what the weather's like. That's my go-to meal, a bowl of
0: chili. What do you like to eat when it's hot, though? Will you eat a bowl of chili when it's hot outside? No,
2: how about a great big salad? (laughs) how about some gazpacho the Lisa Simpson? How about a great big bowl of gazpacho? You remember that they're having a barbecue in Homer's backyard and they got like a pig. They're doing hot dogs, burgers and a great big roast pig. Lisa's a vegetarian. So she comes out with a bowl of gazpacho and she's trying to explain to everybody in the backyard, you know, it's chilled vegetable soup (laughs) and Barney goes, go back to Russia.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You could have ceviche. Mm-hmm. There you skin. go. How about That's some it. ceviche? Uh, mm-hmm. The answer, correct answer was pizza. When it's cold outside, I like to order a nice pepperoni pizza from our friends at Pizza mm. mm-hmm. No,
3: no. Bito what's your pizza? comfort food, dumbass? <laughs> what? <laughs> what's your Whoa. comfort food? We're talking about comfort food. Oh, I like a grilled <laughs> cheese and
0: hot dog sandwich. I don't know if you've ever had one. Thank but, you. Uh,
1: Delicious. What?
3: Oh, yeah. It's for a rainy day. What's a
1: rainy day? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I'm telling you, a
0: bowl of chili.
2: I thought that like was John. I can have the same thing as John. People can. Hey, like the when's the last thing? time you, you had a bowl of uh, cream of tomato soup? <laughs> uh, when I was probably ninety. There you go. That's something you don't eat once you're an adult. Nobody's like eating tomato soup anymore. But yeah, when you're a kid and it's raining out, tomato soup and like a grilled cheese sandwich—that's a real kids kids meal.
0: Oh yeah, mm. a nice grilled yeah. sneeze. What kind of cheese do you use on that hot dog sandwich, uh, Jake or uh, Patrick? A medium cheddar. What do you mean a medium cheddar? What, what give me? What does that mean? It's a medium
3: cheddar. It's called medium not cheddar. Small
1: or large? It's a medium. So it's not too no
0: sharp. Either.
3: Yeah, it's not a sharp cheddar. It's a medium cheddar.
0: It's just right. Is that yellow or is that a mean? white cheddar? Yellow. Hmm. All right. Okay. Good. Ask Justine. Justine, have you had this sandwich?
1: I have had said sandwich. How is it? Good. That's really really good. It's the first time I found out what a boiler was. Um, like way <laughs> fancier than like I've ever took the time to make food for myself at that
0: point. Well, because Patrick's a little bit of a gourmet. He's got a little bit of a gourmand in him. If you if you've noticed, <laughs> he's a bit of a fancy fancy lad, which really? uh, which we like. Yeah, he's very. I like that about him. And uh, he does like to eat ramen. I was shocked. I was waiting for ramen to be the, the go-to. Bowl of ramen would be good.
3: Yeah, right now it sounds good.
0: Mm-hmm. Why don't we order Maybe some Maybe I'll in?
3: have that for dinner.
0: Justine, why don't you be a lamb and go oh, grab fuck a, off. <laughs> <laughs> Go whip up a bowl of ramen. <laughs> He'll put on a
3: coffee.
0: Using only the freshest ingredients. <laughs>
3: dude she gonna kill you she can't get me she's gonna reach through she can get to your wife and your wife will do it for her Uh, Mm -hmm. you think i'm
0: afraid of my wife come on yes she's right behind behind you i can edit this out and she'll never know i said that so i have no fear whatsoever she's creeping up right behind you nope i got my eye on the door buddy i got my eye on the door Mhm. No, she'll right on the
2: Sparrow. She
0: will somehow have heard about this and when I get upstairs, I'm going to get clever girl like Jurassic Park. He's going to me. <laughs> Just seems like texting her right now to send sure Somehow somehow uh Sandy uh, will take Jake down as collateral. It's, it's all part of a big conspiracy. It's a big Eastern they're they're all run by a big Eastern syndicate. Uh guys, we we had a great uh movie week this week i thought i thought it was i was ready for it oh patrick's making a face so i don't know if, uh what's going on but i think <laughs> this is one of my favorite movie weeks because we had a back-to-back jimmy stewart so i was ready for uh i'm ready to hear some jake jimmy stewart i don't think any of you had seen any of these movies i don't know if john oh, definitely had. definitely not i don't know if john had but uh i hadn't I- seen either one of these So we're going to do, oh, it's two Westerns uh, made within a few years of each other. Uh, The collaboration of Anthony Mann directing and Jimmy Stewart um, uh, acting, this is, they made five films together. I think four of them were Westerns. And uh, it's a very much, it's a much heralded uh, partnership in the annals of film history. So, we're going to see if those translate to a modern day audience. So, let's pick Jake, the biggest Jimmy Stewart fan we know. And, Jake, which would you like to discuss first?
4: No, 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 Mario. Let me let me let's let's let's, let's uh let's break this down for a second, <laughs> shall we? Um, yes, now you now you see, uh huh, <laughs> we can do a Jimmy Stewart Western or we can do a Jimmy Stewart Western. Yeah, that's, that's it, those are your choices. I now I got a shay. <laughs> mhm. Let's do the naked spur.
0: i are going to do the naked spur. Or we're going to go over in reverse. Yeah. All right, Patrick, can you please take the hot dog sandwich out of your mouth long enough to give us the breakdown of the naked spur.
3: All righty. The Naked Spur released in 1953 on February 6th with a budget of $1.2 million. Got a 7.3 on IMDb. A hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. One hundred. Starring one Jimmy James Stewart. <laughs> Jimmy
0: James Stewart. Also, also starring uh, a very young Janet Leigh. Uh, Directed by one Anthony Mann. Jamie Lee's mom. Our old pal, Robert Ryan, who we've seen turn up several times now, mostly in Westerns. Sometimes a good guy, sometimes a bad guy. In this one, definitely a bad guy. And uh, also Ralph Meeker. So uh, there's somebody for you. Uh, who in this movie reminds me, John, of a very young Vic Morrow, kind of.
2: Kind of reminded me yeah. of Vic Morrow. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, But... Uh, Ralph Meeker was... Yeah, God, kind of- both, of, both of these had Millard Mitchell. <laughs> so yeah. it's like a Mi- Millard Mitchell's double feature. Too. Millard,
0: Mitchell, <laughs> Millard Mitchell, we uh, we explained before the show, was you know him as the producer in Singing in the Rain, but he did have a little, little side hustle as uh, Jimmy Stewart's sidekick in a couple of these Westerns. So uh, The Naked Spur is basically a, a story about uh, a man who's hunting another man for a bounty. Uh, they're both from... Kansas and wind up in the Rockies. And uh, at the start of the film, we find uh, Jimmy Stewart on the trail of uh, Robert Ryan, who has uh, been accused of uh, killing a man and now has a bounty on his head. And we're not sure exactly why Jimmy Stewart is hunting him. We just know that he's after him. So uh, that's where the movie picks up. And uh, it's a, for me, it's a great little movie. Uh, it's kind of psychological. Robert Ryan is kind of sows uh, seeds of distrust among this band that comes together. Jimmy Stewart has to seek help from others to bring this guy in. And he has an ally of his own in the form of uh, young Janet Lee. And uh, so it's kind of a little psychological uh, movie as well. So let's take it with uh, Justine, who has become something of an expert in Westerns. So we're going to take uh, Justine's uh, by the way, this movie shot in uh, color—that early fifties Technicolor—that's uh, very uh, interesting to look at. So, Justine, what did you think of *The Naked Spur*, my man?
1: I watched this one first, and I did notice the color because they looked kind of weird.
0: It's a very fifties. Uh, John, what was the? There was a. Was this like a, like like the early Technicolor was? It
2: actually had less. You know, I didn't. Um, I wasn't paying attention to it. Uh, real Technicolor has sort of a quality to it. This may have been Technicolor. I wasn't really paying attention. Then there was like um, Eastman color and a couple others that were kind of a lesser. I didn't quite catch if this was actual Technicolor. I believe it, it looked is, pretty good.
0: I believe it is Technicolor, but it's the early Technicolor that's only
2: I don't think it, it was like a three tone or something kind of like the same stuff. Uh, this this is beyond that. Those that was the 30s when they were doing the two-strip Technicolor. Th- this looked like full Technicolor. Uh, in the 30s, you get stuff that where you're only getting like the green. Uh, you're getting like greens and blues and and yellows. You know, yeah, yeah. you're not getting the full thing. This looked like it was the full Technicolor.
0: Uh, it's a little bit muted. The color scheme, kind of like in, um, mm-hmm. it's a little bit muted, kind of the
2: same way it was in Shane. Uh, yeah, it didn't look like a great print either. So maybe they just haven't digitally. Clean this one well, up. Well, also, this is very I believe
0: I believe this is in standard definition. This is the only uh, available. So that could be what it was, Justine. Because if you look at uh, Winchester seventy-three, even though that's black and white, that is a very crisp picture, very very bold and striking black and white. But continue, Justine. I'm sorry about the lack of color on your uh, print there. I apologize.
1: Um, <laughs> then it took me a while to figure out who the main character was? I'm like, God, I know him from somewhere in that voice. I just can't figure it out. Then I realized this is the guy that's stuck in that town. <laughs> and, um,
0: that's right. That's right. George Bailey. Good old George <laughs> Bailey.
1: That took me a really long time. I think I was already 30 minutes in the movie and it, just- <laughs> it bothered me so bad. I was like, Oh my God, I know this guy. I know him. Um, <laughs> This was a dark movie. Yes. Um, and it also, watching it, I was like, I can see why we also need spaghetti westerns. hmm Some parts are just pretty boring.
2: <laughs> well, and they
1: all, kind of, they all start to seem like they're all the same kind of film. I know spaghetti will, uh, westerns are... It's not the best quality, I would say, but like this feels like a movie. It's just... Getty westerns are a little bit more fun than this. They this basically
0: it. turn the convention. So they take everything that makes a western a western and kind of flip it and kind of play with the conventions, you know. So um, this does get very dark for a western, especially for a Jimmy Stewart western. This is, in both movies, It's kind of a man who's driven to uh, great lengths to do what he needs to do. And then.
1: This is uh, just like really dark, though. The mm-hmm. whole thing. Towards the end, I was like, what the f- why? <laughs> 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 Most a good- of our movies are in that dark. I guess after our elevator one, um, I forgot the name of it. The apartment. Oh yeah. yeah. It becomes kind of dark after that.
0: <laughs> things, so, yeah, things are a little uh...
1: I thought this girl was really pretty. Um, I liked her little short hair. I didn't believe in them saying how young she was. That was kind of weird to me.
0: Did you recognize? And, uh, do you know where we, where you saw her from before? Do you know who that is? That's uh, the woman from Psycho. She ends up in the shower in Psycho, so that's Jamie Lee's mom and Tony and Tony Curtis's wife, who we'll see in Winchester. But yeah, she is a little older than they make her out to be.
1: It's weird. I don't know. I thought she could have hooked up with all of them, but they kept. Probably- <laughs> okay, maybe. And I think that guy is the guy who wore the baseball hat in um, Black Rock. And yes. seeing him, I was like, whoa, he looks <sighs> yes, so different with his long hair. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> he was wearing a cowboy hat, and like, oh, he did a really good job with his acting. Um, great performance. Um, what's his name? James Stewart.
0: Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy
1: Stewart. <laughs> <One> <laughs> <of> Hollywood
0: greats. <laughs> Hollywood legend,
2: Jimmy Stewart.
1: <laughs> what's his name town. again? The guy who got stuck in the town because yeah.
2: of the girl. Yeah. Rear window. Justine, don't you remember him from Rear Window? With the with the broken leg watching what's happening oh, in I the back. I
1: didn't realize that it was him.
2: Yeah. He didn't just do it's a wonderful life. He's had quite a career.
1: Mm-hmm. That voice though just only reminds me of that. And then now these mm. two
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't think it stood out to me in River. But anyways, I thought his role was pretty boring.
0: You thought he was just kind of a one dimensional character, maybe.
1: Um yeah, and like it isn't it didn't seem like a fun role to even play. In general, it was just boring. Um, I think
0: for him, though, considering some of the stuff, I feel like the Western Jimmy Stewart is different than other Jimmy Stewart because Jimmy Stewart was always kind of like... He didn't get a chance to do a lot of roles where he kind of was dark or driven. Um, you know, he was always kind of like the hero. Kind of like, you know, even Hitchcock...
2: Well, when we get to Vertigo, you'll see... Before the Jimmy war. Yeah. I think before the war, he's playing kind of the aw shucks guy. After the war... Thanks to Hitchcock and Anthony Mann, he gets to play darker characters. It probably saved his career because he wasn't doing that well till he kind of met up with those two directors. Uh, so sorry. <laughs>
0: did you like? No, that's fine. Justine, did you like it or no? Well, we'll know when you get your score. But did you just go up on the? Uh, is this in the like category or dislike category?
1: It was. I didn't like it until it became dark because it was unexpected.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: So until until they shot, well, they shot. Um, I forgot that guy's name. Jesse. They shot, they shot Jesse, and I was like, "Oh shit, that was crazy!" I didn't believe that. Yeah. And then he has a whole plan. I was like, "Oh dang, he's totally dark." And then when he had that open area, I was like, "Okay, this is getting worse." And then you know the movie started to get more interesting especially with the water part and just a whole thing. I was like, what is happening? What am I watching? Yeah. But, they
0: pretty much just kill everybody. Off and it's like, guess what? No, and then
1: she's like, I'll love you no matter what. And I was like, okay, what am I watching? The Joker and Harley Quinn. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm down for that. Just like, let me know. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Jimmy Stewart would have been a crazy Joker.
4: Now, Batman, you uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, do you want You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. so it was only interesting until that point. For okay, me. all right. Otherwise, I found it boring, and I kept trying to think of other westerns that I enjoyed better than this. And
0: yeah. I mean, I'm going to be interesting to hear, I'm interested to hear what you thought of Winchester seventy three. But let's go to let's go to Jake. Jake, what did you think of the Naked Spur? Did you watch this first or second? Because I feel like. That
4: might make. A I difference. watched this first. Okay, what did you think? Um, I thought it was good. I I, I liked a certain movie of his better. Uh huh. Which one? But I, I mean, I thought this was good. I mean, I've only seen him in "It's a Wonderful Life" and then maybe one or one of his. Well, Rear Window. He he watched- rear Window. It. He didn't watch it. Yeah, He did. He oh, didn't.
1: he didn't. He didn't watch Rear Window.
2: Oh. Yeah. oh, you seven. Justine, it. you got a hell. You got a hell of a memory, Justine. You got to watch Rear Window. Well, Jake. You the made the all those scores. Of, of course, she remembers.
1: The beginning of my spreadsheet has little empty holes on there from Jake.
2: Mm. <laughs> yep. Interesting.
1: Crazy. I'm like, mm. this is so incomplete. I want to go back to level one, and just complete this level and get his scores, and I can't. Like,
4: yeah. Jake just mm-hmm. leaves uh, empty holes wherever he goes. I have, I have,
2: I have some of them. I have scores for some of them. So, oh, I, that's right. He hasn't scored the Invisible Man. I kind of gave up on that. I was like, "Hey, what'd you think? What'd you think?" He said, oh, save it for the show." I'm like, "Nah." Did you watch it? Did you love
3: it? We all give up on him. did Did you love it? I did watch it. You did watch the <laughs> Invisible. <Man? laughs> I did watch the Invisible Man. Yeah. Give us the score.
2: What did you score? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what yeah. I mean? Like, hey, what'd you yep, think? I did. Huh? Yes, I did. All, you'll find out. <laughs> eventually yeah, you'll find out one day he's oh
4: fucking
3: useless you'll find uh, out that but,
4: but i've only seen him so far in it's a wonderful life and so to see him in a little more of a a grittier role mm-hmm. i really appreciate it
3: yeah i like a wonderful it. life is pretty gritty
4: it yeah is. but you know but at the end of the day it's like he's not murdering anybody you know
3: no, just trying to kill himself. That you
4: know of. Well,
3: when you find <laughs> you out.
4: The, the moment he's just trying to when, murder himself. The moment,
2: there you go. The
0: moment for me is, the, 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 the turning point in this movie is when you find out that the whole reason he's after this guy is because this woman jilted him and he just wants to basically kill this guy to get the money to start a farm because he got jilted out of one um Mm -hmm. really tells you a lot about this character like he he, like obviously because at one point robert ryan says you know you know we knew each other before and he says you know he's trying to justify it saying look we may have sat down and played cards together once or twice but we were never friends Mm -hmm. you know and you kind of for a second there you kind of feel like you understand why at least robert ryan's trying so desperately to get away because it's just someone that he really never paid much attention to. And now, this, and also someone he sees as kind of pathetic for getting suckered in by this woman. And then now all of a sudden, this guy's on his trail and trying to, you know, get him basically, you know, get him killed for money. So I, I kind of mm-hmm. like that aspect of the character. And then the other thing I like is when he wakes up screaming with that nightmare, I feel like that Jesus. is something that he had to have tapped into something in his own life somehow that really, I really felt like that wasn't really acting. I felt like that was Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that was like true emotion there. And that always kind of throws me off when I watch this. I always forget that that
4: happens. Yeah. It felt, <clears throat> it felt real. It felt it very real. Yeah. Panic,
0: yeah. 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 Uh, I feel like if you only know Jimmy Stewart is like John said, is the, the, Ah uh, shucks guy. Mm-hmm. And you watch uh, these two movies, you get a different, you get a very different, uh, Kind of picture of Jimmy Stewart, and uh, did you like Robert Ryan as the bad guy, our old friend from uh, Bad Day at Black Rock? And then, Justine, he was also the guy in the Professionals. Do you remember? He was the guy who liked the horses, and we liked him in that movie. You remember the one where they go down to Mexico? He was he was kind of so Robert Ryan really a good character actor, able to kind of play wherever whatever you need him to play. He's 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 there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Will you are you going to tell? Yeah. Sandy to rub your shoulders like that, mm-hmm. and say, "Will you do me?"
4: Yeah, can you, yeah, will you do me? Mm-hmm. Will you do me real quick? Are you gonna start doing that? Mm-hmm. Y- you promise? <laughs> I mean, she basically does it to me all the time, anyway. So now, ah. perfect. Now you just yeah. have something to go along with it. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Patrick, talk to me about the naked sperm, my man. I don't know if I can buy in to Jimmy Stewart as a cowboy. It doesn't quite work in this one. Um There's something about his presentation in the film that I don't love. There are moments that are good in this film, but there's also just some horrible fucking people. Mm-hmm. Like some of the the characters are just like you cannot help. But fucking hate them so much um, the Union soldier is a horrible disgusting human being mm-hmm. um, they're all just really shitty and so you kind of you're kind of happy when everybody dies uh, <laughs> pretty much uh, Je- It's not unjustified Jesse
0: is not really bad he's just looking out for himself. I don't think he's a bad person.
3: No, he's obsessed with gold and sells out his, you know, partners for money, which mm-hmm. is just as fucked up, and ditches everybody. So he gets shot for it. Yeah, I don't think that's unjustified. Everybody's bad in this movie.
0: This is almost like a noir, like a western noir.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's things I like about it, and then there's things I don't. Um, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of all over the place with it. Hmm. It's really interesting because Jimmy Stewart had a,
0: had a big career in westerns like that was, that was kind of a second career.
3: yeah, for him. it's just I mean I, I, he, the, the image of Jimmy Stewart is in this one at least, doesn't quite fit for me mm-hmm. um, Although I do like the scenes where he's kind of reliving his trauma. Um, I think he does a really good job with that.
0: John, you had never seen uh, Naked Sir. What did you think of
2: this one? Uh, it was interesting. Um, I've only seen a couple Jimmy Stewart Westerns. He did do quite a few Westerns. He did some John Ford Westerns. Hell he's in the, the man who shot Liberty Valance. And, uh, I think Cheyenne autumn, he did Westerns. I think people were always talking to me about Anthony Mann, how he'd done like eight movies with Anthony Mann, and kind of gave him a new career. And I really hadn't seen any of these. So it was nice to have an excuse to put one in and watch it. Um, It is darker. It's more of a character study. It's true. What you're really watching is these people that are stuck with each other. They're on the trail. They all have their own motivations, but they're, it's pretty much a character study. How do people, um, you know, how do they respond to pressure? You know, and you're, you are trying to figure out what is, why is Jimmy Stewart so completely obsessed? I kept thinking there was going to be a reveal that he was the man that Robert Ryan was the man that killed his wife or something. And it never happened. He really did just want the money so he could buy his land back. But I, you know, it's kind of interesting trying to figure the ins and outs of it and how far each character will go to get what they want, you know? And Robert Ryan is always great. And he's always a great bad guy. Always brings a lot of dimension to it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was interesting. It is, it is. Uh, if you haven't seen Jimmy Stewart in anything like after the war, it is kind of an eye opener. But uh, pretty much, you know, he did four with Hitchcock and those are dark. Vertigo is very dark. And our rear window is a little on the dark side. And I think between Hitchcock and Anthony Mann, he was able to kind of change his image because uh, after the war, I don't, you know, um, he was active during the war. You know, he's flying missions and things. Yeah. I don't think he knew quite what to do when he came back. First thing he did when he came back was It's a Wonderful Life and it wasn't a hit. At the time, it wasn't a hit. It wasn't what people wanted to see. They wanted something a little more realistic, and um, so I've, I'm glad I got to see these because they. I people are always telling me how good the Anthony Mann uh, westerns are with Jimmy Stewart. So I'm glad I got a taste of them. Um, Anthony Mann did some film noir too. You know, he did a really crazy film noir called Team Men, which is uh, when people rate the film noirs, it's usually at the top near the top of the list. And T-man I had seen, and that was a really tough, hard-boiled movie. So it's interesting to see him do the same thing with with Westerns. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. It was interesting to see uh to see Gently in that part. You know, you don't I can't think of another Western I've ever seen <laughs> that was kind of different. Yeah. But um yeah, Jimmy Stewart is an interesting actor. It, it is easy to just sort of like shrug him off as somebody who just kind of does the same shtick, but the more you watch, the more you realize he had a lot of uh a lot of different uh, angles that he could go to.
3: I think my issue, and you kind of just pointed this out to me, is he's not really a hero, but he's not really an anti-hero either. He's somewhere in between where he's in a really deep gray area. Right.
0: I think that makes yeah. it more realistic for me that he's a person.
3: Yeah, I think it's more realistic, but it's just... It's not your prototypical western and mm-hmm. it just doesn't quite fit for me.
2: There's something You're looking for somebody to root You're looking for somebody to root yeah, for you, you and he does not give it to you. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah I, I think that's what it is. Like there's there's really, you know, in most typical westerns you have, you know, the hero um and you don't have it in this one and it's kind of strange.
2: And that is like, kind of a that, film noir thing to have a gray area, film I, noir always I think that throws that You why
3: it's kind of weird for me.
2: It is weird. And you're right. It's, it's his character is not clear cut. You don't know what to do. you you know, your brain doesn't know how to process his character. He is sort of sympathetic. It looks like he's kind of looking out for Janet Lee, but he's also pretty ruthless and single-minded about getting the money. And until he breaks down at the end, really at the very end, just kind of breaks down <laughs> and says, I'm not the person you want. I was really only in it for the money. It's yeah. It's an, you're right. It's kind of hard to get on board and figure out where he is coming from all through the movie. Yeah, uh, I'm on board
0: with Ralph Meeker, who just dives into the water and then he gets hit by a tree. That's my.
2: <laughs> that, you don't see that coming, and neither did he. It's <laughs> like, wow, look at that! Thing. It's like, look out! Watch out for that! Ooh, tree! Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom! 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 Yeah, they
0: really do kill Sorry. everybody. They really do kill poor Jesse. That's a hell of a way to go. Yeah, tree
2: trunk hits you upside the head. You know.
0: All right, let's rank the Naked Spur. Let's rank
3: it, uh, Patrick. 6.5 okay
4: Jake
0: 7.5 7.5 Justine
1: um
2: are you at a seven ooh better than Casablanca all right John Yeah seven's about right for this one uh interesting well done not a classic in my my opinion but yeah seven I'm gonna give it a seven John and I'm gonna predict.
0: I will predict this for you, John. I predict you will go back to this movie again. You will think about it, you will ponder it, and you will go back to it again because that's what I did. I first time I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, that was good," and then it was one of those movies that kind of like after a while, I was thinking about it, thinking about it. I go, you know what? I'm gonna give this another shot. And then, yeah, you, you kind of yeah. it, it kind of stays with you because like for a lot of the reason that you said. So I'm gonna predict that you're gonna you might go back, you might end
2: up revisiting this one again. I'm gonna. I'm I think gonna, you uh, might be right. There's I'm some gonna, layers to peel on this if you give it time. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think you might you might go back in in like a year. I'm gonna ask. You, hey, did you ever go back to Naked Spur and see what you thought? And because uh, it was one that I kind of sloughed off when I first saw it. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, kind of just you know, I was like, yeah, that was okay. Not you know, wasn't was didn't really do much for me. And then I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And then I was like, I'm gonna give that another shot. And when I saw it again, I was like, hey, there we go. I didn't something. Like yeah, that was the first time. So. But I'm not saying it's it's wrong. There's just a lot to take in. There's a yeah. lot of layers. There's a lot of layers. But um, yeah, all right. Let's move on to Winchester 73 from 1950, Patrick. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't give you my score. Uh, you did. You said seven. Yeah, I give it a seven. Okay, thank you, Justine. Thank you,
3: uh, Patrick. Take it away. Alrighty, Winchester 73 released in June seventh, nineteen fifty, directed by one Anthony Mann. Got a seven point six on IMDB, a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, starring once again one Jimmy James Stewart.
0: Jimmy James Stewart, Millard Mitchell, Dan Duryea one of the eminently punchable faces in Hollywood history.
2: <laughs> Man, you'd most like the punch in the nose. Oh
0: God, he always looked very <laughs> young Shelly Winters. Look fast for a young Tony Curtis. Uh it, there. There was a young Tony Curtis. There's a lot of people in this movie. Will Gear, Grandpa Walton was in this one. Um, uh, this is one of my all-time favorite Westerns just because everything that could happen in a Western happens in this movie. So mm-hmm. uh but it's uh, it's it's a kind of a hodgepodge, but I I do love it. Uh let's take it away. Let's go, let's go reverse. So in this story, uh the, the story is ostensibly about a man looking for another man, hunting another man, and uh, along the way, he wins a very valuable rifle, and uh, that rifle becomes a big part of the story as it changes hands, and we follow uh, follow all the people who come in possession of this rifle as it crosses the country in uh, kind of one step ahead of Jimmy Stewart, who's looking for the man who ends up with the rifle. Uh, but uh, John, we're going to start with you. We're going to go in reverse order. John, this is another one you hadn't seen. What did you think of Winchester 73?
2: I like this one a lot better. Uh, Maybe because it's just a little more clear cut who the good guys and the bad guys are. But it looked, it was also the, the, it just seemed like it was shot. It was more interesting. The shots, the setups, and also black and white for me usually improves a picture. (laughs) There's a certain kind of picture that I think is improved by black and white. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh. I think this, I just think this was a better movie. It really, uh, was pretty riveting and some great performances. I really liked Will gear in the first 10, 15 minutes as a Earp. I really thought he was great. Yeah. Uh, Very funny, very natural. Just a really, that's a, that was a great turn. And, uh, you know, you and I grew up with him as an old man. It's, it's interesting to see him as a younger man, you know, not much younger, but uh, a a little younger than he was a younger old man. Yeah. You know, because hell, it's like 20 years later, he's doing the Waltons. But uh, I thought he was, I thought that beginning was very interesting. The uh, the whole thing, you're right. This is like the prototypical Western, anything that could happen, throwing up the silver dollar and and uh, shooting it, plug in the middle, you know, yeah. plumb in the middle. And I love that, that, you know, putting a stamp over the hole. Okay, you don't think I hit it? Put a stamp over the hole. <laughs> Let's see how I do this time. Uh, that's, you know, that's right out of what you'd expect in a Western, you know, going to throw up a silver dollar, see if you can hit it. Um, did not see the twist coming that really blindsided me at the end when you figure out it's his brother and that he, they killed their father. That was not something I saw coming. So I don't know if anybody else saw that coming, but that was interesting. He was so dead set on getting this guy and kept talking about, you know, shot a guy in the back and you're like, Oh, well, what's this all about? And man, it's like the last five minutes when uh Millard Mitchell's telling Shelley "As well, you know what it is. <laughs> They were both you know it's amazing you're just like wow they were brothers and um very strong performances uh you know yeah dan Durier's is always a not just a bad guy but always a little slimy there's always something a little uh you know a little sadistic about him he's not just a bad guy he's really like a, he's always like beyond rotten you know and it's just the delivery it's just the smirk on his face and the way he, he delivers the lines he's always a great bad guy um, but the guy that played his brother, I thought was good. I'm not sure I remember his name, but the guy that played uh, Jimmy Stewart's brother, also really good. And more than a match for him. You know, it's not till the end. You just go, how is this going to turn out? You know, <laughs> And you figure out why they both know how to how to shoot. They were both taught by the same guy, their dad, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought it held up. Re- I thought this was a real strong Western. Real good. Really well done.
0: All right, uh, I'm glad you liked it, John. I th- like I said, everything but the kitchen sink. You know, you have cavalry Indian attacks. You have uh, you have uh, you know bandit, not bandits, but you have like a bank robbery going on. Everything that you have, you need in a western. Uh, and yeah, there's nothing missing. <laughs> and you have even uh, some some you know. Of course, you have the white guy,
2: Rock Hudson, playing the Indian chief. I had to freeze frame it. I'm like, is that Rock Hudson playing the the Indian chief? It's like, but you're what I did,
0: me. what I did like, well, well, you know, obviously, you know, the, the the brown face bothers me. I did love that he says, "Look, you know, I can't trust you. You break all your promises. Like another right. prom, another promise broken. You know, it's like right. it, was, it was a nice little nod. You know, it was like I liked that they I like that they were able to work that in. You know, it was like okay. You kind of made up for, yeah. the, for the for the brown face, you know, a little bit. But um, uh, well, you know I, what I also loved in uh, in Naked Spur. Uh, part of the reason that the cavalry officer is so despicable is you find out what he did, you find out why they're after him, and then he shoots him in the back. He shoots all yeah. the Indians in the back, so the Indians end up looking like the good guys in that particular movie too. And in this one as well, because they've been kind of betrayed. So they're not, it's not like they're just out without motivation, trying to, uh, you know, I I kind of like that.
2: As you enter the fifties, the better movies sort of paint the picture a little closer to what it was. It's not just that there are these mindless savages coming after us. As you start getting into the fifties and sixties, they they start putting that into the scripts, you know. You know, there's a there's a beef, a very legitimate beef that they've got, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So yeah. All right. Uh Jake, what did you think of this one?
0: Was this a little more up your uh, up your alley, up your street, up your
4: it's right up my right up my highway. Up in your wheelhouse? Right up I'm right in up
1: highway. in there. All up
4: in it. <laughs> what did you think the,
3: hit, it hit,
4: it hit, it, you know what it hit all the right spots it itched all the right scratch you know it's, it scratched all the right itches much like a
0: much like a Janet Lee mm-hmm. what did you what did you like about it what did you how did you feel what what,
4: what were your uh, what were your it's just I, I don't it's just a good just a good solid western you know it's 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 got the shooting contest it's got the outlaws run you know running around and the main characters trying to come after him but they got the nice twist that they're related and it's just it's got it's got got a couple of nice twists to a good formula and it's yeah you guys did you guys recognize a young mrs rosen from the side adventure not at all (laughs) who's that
0: it was uh, the Shelly woman. Winters. It was Shelly Winters. It was uh, she was Lola. <laughs> she was Lola. She was the she was the, the 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 not the love interest. Well, she was Steve's love interest at first, and then Steve gets uh, he gets shot wearing an apron. I so, see. Uh, mm-hmm. And then because Steve's a bitch. <laughs> well, he tried to make him one, and then that didn't. Patrick, let me she ask you this: out. if you were if you guys were attacked by a band of uh, of uh, of Indians, would you ride off to for, to look for help and leave uh Justine there in the wagon? No. No. I would. I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't think
4: twice about it. <laughs> he got help. He went and got help,
0: like you said he was kinda.
4: Yeah, everything was fine. Yeah, I don't it, it worked it, out. It worked out it all,
3: it, all, it all ended up being good there, so uh don't worry. what did you think, Patrick? Uh this one works. Yeah. I actually could deal with but I think it works because there's a noble side to what Jimmy Stewart's doing. He's not, you know, it's not the healthiest and most cathartic thing to go hunt down your brother because he killed your father. But <laughs> as a whole, his motivation was noble and you could root for him. Um but it, it really it, it's got a lot going for it. Like there's so much going on in this film from you know the whole there's a whole subplot with the rifle which is just fascinating to see it jump from person to person how it connects everything um i have one contention with this movie and it is the brown face that really bothered me because it's really glaring but i do agree that like giving them you know a voice and saying hey this isn't right we can't trust you i i appreciate that in the you know for what it is um but it's not a, it's not a perfect movie, but it's good. Yeah. There's a lot of things I like about it. I think the villain was fantastic. I I I enjoyed Jimmy Stewart's character in this a lot more, and I think this type of western fits him better.
0: And I I also enjoy the partnership that he has with his friend. And there's yeah. like, at yeah. least one person that at least at one point he says, you know, my dad always said if you have one friend, you're rich.
3: Yeah, you and know. like he's the he's definitely the moral he's definitely his moral compass, which I think works in his benefit. And the guy also has, a, his nickname is also High Spade. So how could you not, <laughs> that? Right?
2: Like, could you not be like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, what does he say? He goes, do you he goes, my name is High Spade with a hyphen. It's what I sit on when I'm tired. Uh, is, yeah. that what he says? Yeah. <laughs> is that what he says? Yeah. Such, a, yeah.
3: such a weird line, but I like it. As someone with a hyphen in their name, I can appreciate it. Patrick, that. you have a hyphen? My last name is hyphenated. I have two.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you sit on it when you get tired? Every time. Yeah, I love it. It supports me. It's gonna, it's
1: gonna again when he gets my last name.
0: Dang. <laughs> it starts. Just put them all in. Don't do it, Patrick. Don't ever get just married. Them all together. Don't ever get mm-hmm. married. Don't do it. There'll Can be... I not say anything? Smart man. Oh, don't forget. You have. You also have. Yeah. You have the piano player. You have the. Showgirl, you have the uh, young Tony Curtis. Did any of you guys spot yeah. young Tony <laughs> Curtis? Did you guys all spot him?
2: Her name yeah. was Lola. Yeah, yeah.
4: She was a show. Yeah.
2: He has like two lines, but you're going, God, look at that guy. He looks like a movie star. Yeah. <laughs> it's
3: young Tony so this Curtis. One, this one works a lot better. And uh, I, I like the setting. I like the, the spans they travel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an odyssey for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think it plays to Jimmy Stewart's strengths better because he can still have dark moments. Like when you realize it's his brother, you can see how much like Pat throughout the film, he's troubled and disturbed by what he has to go do, but you can still root for him and make him a likable character. And when you realize at the
0: end that his brother's going to kill him, no matter what, his brother's not going to show him any mercy. Yeah. Uh that he you know he basically
3: i mean you can you see how heartbroken jimmy stewart is when the body falls like mm-hmm. as soon as it, he doesn't like fire off any victory shots he's not smiling it's literally he's devastated mm-hmm. and you, the last scene is him riding back on the horse with the body slung over it like that's harsh yeah
0: it's a good it's a good one justine what did you think of this one me yes justine
1: um I thought this was an epic movie. There was a lot happening. What didn't happen. And I love the beginning scene. I didn't expect that for a beginning of a movie. Yeah. Just go straight into a a competition and have a shoot off, which was really fun to watch.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: And it all just made me think like, you know, if, if James Stewart just stayed there and got his name on that gun,
0: <laughs> you wouldn't have had a mar- movie.
1: Wouldn't have happened. It all would have kept coming back to him, but he's just always bad luck in his movies, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he's obsessed, and that's it's he's driven. and sometimes that 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 drive pushes you to do things to make to make mistakes like that. because yeah, if he would have waited the day, but he didn't want to give his brother that head start
1: and i didn't i didn't think that would happen where they're waiting in the at his house
0: that's a really great scene where they look out the window and Wyatt Earp shoots at him through the glass i thought that was a really cool like really yeah. well shot that was a really well shot scene um, yeah. yeah i wasn't expecting that either you're like well what's he going to do now he lost the contest you know is he just, he's he's going to wait around and jump him
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, he just ran off. He's just going to run up after him. And then you go to the place and you're like, oh, shoot, they're all there. Like, what is this, a modern film?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's the birth of the modern film.
1: (laughs) It was so weird. I was like, oh, okay, they know what to do. And uh, (laughs) after that, I pretty much trusted the film. I was like, all right, you guys know what you're doing. Let's watch it and see Mm -hmm. what happens.
0: Uh, Did you enjoy the... Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: role. whole throughout the whole movie. That was pretty interesting. And I like that the gun kept getting dropped and you know, still if he had his name on there. um, Yeah, I know.
0: I love that they ride by it on the way out, like after they have the, you know, and they 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 even offer it to him. Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't realize. Yeah. Hey Steve. And he's already gone, you know, or or Lynn, Lynn, you know. Uh I really
1: like that. Um that bar they were at where it has that guy who's a gun dealer trader.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of Great. my favorite mm-hmm. scenes.
1: Um, I was like, dude, that guy's dressed up so cool with his little arm thingy and I don't know. I thought he was a cool character and he's like, no, I'm going to get that gun. And and even when you see the hands dealt, you're like, oh, shit, he has three. He's got this. <laughs> and, oh, that guy. This movie, it was just like everything I thought it was going to be, it wasn't. And I like that when they get to that guy's house, she casually looks at a picture and you're like, oh, shoot. And it's just a little picture. Like, that was the whole story. (laughs) Yeah. One little picture. It was great.
3: They're all together. Uh, It was a cool moment. Too when like you they do the first shootout scene you're just like oh cool like it's a normal shootout and then you go oh shit they both can shoot like that part you're just like fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not like yes yeah. it's not like he's outmatched and they yeah I'll tell you what's
0: what's great in the last shootout is uh, this is one of the only movies I've seen where ricochets actually like matter you know because he's got them like pinned in because you can see he's shooting in the you know it's bouncing off and it's hitting right yeah. near his face you're like oh man these guys are really you know they're using physics and they're using you know they're using trigonometry to try to, you know. <laughs>
2: this is not an dad was dad was a math teacher yeah, yeah. this
0: is not an, your average western <laughs> you, see,
3: Sean, you, you shoot him at a 45 degree
0: angle uh That's i right. also i also love that um uh i, I love there's that, that moment where you find out that um after they survive the night with the cavalry where they're talking about bull run and him and his friends say, yeah, we were there. We were just on the other side. Yeah. There's that moment of respect between the soldiers. They, because they, they, they helped them out, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot. What was that? Justine? I'm sorry. I
1: was going to say also that twist between that girl, that guy that she likes, how he's kind of a bad guy working with them.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I didn't expect that either. I was like, "Oh shoot!" And then he fetches um, what do they have? Tea, milk, coffee. Goats.
0: Make him get. They make him get the oh, coffee.
1: Then yeah. He spills it. I was like, "Oh, this is such a great villain film."
0: Yeah, that villain. This, that's what I was talking about. Dan Duryea. I forgot his, the name of his character, but he's so punchable. He's always got a face you just want to sock so him in the mouth. Punchable.
1: Um, but I love. The, I, I love that. Well, he, that guy. That guy's a lot. That guy wasn't as punchable as the main like the brother. The brother.
0: You thought the brother was that more brother, punchable. As soon
1: as you see yeah. his face, you're like, "Oh, I just want to punch that face." <laughs> but this guy, he's a douche too, but you're not like as angry about it. John
0: Durier did a lot of like they were not gangster pictures, but didn't he do a he was a bad guy a lot,
2: right? He turns up in film noir. He's in a movie uh, I think called Scarlet Street with Edward G. Robinson. He's yeah, he's all over the place. It's not just Westerns, but he's I, I think that most of the time he's playing a bad guy. He does it. He's good. usually playing somebody. Yeah. And it's usually he's usually on the sadistic side. It's not just a bad guy. He's really a bad guy um, and uh, just a good actor at that. You know, his delivery, the faces, you know, he's just really good at playing a slime ball, you know. And, uh, this one he's having fun with, you know, he's, uh, you can tell he loves (laughs) in this one. He really loves being the bad guy.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about real, let's talk about Mrs. Rosen real quick. Shelly Winters. Uh, what a great character for her capable, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, she's sad about Steve, but at the same time she knows I got to go along with this guy until I can get away from him. Um, and then she's this the one because you really do have a pretty fight. <laughs> and then she tells, uh, I like that. She's like, watch his left hand. Like w- watch, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. She, she's like, watch his left
2: hand, you know? Yeah. Really helps him out. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. She's good. Well, you know, she played a lot of glamorous parts. We always think of her as sort of a set middle-aged woman from stuff like the Poseidon adventure, but the beginning of her career, she was kind of a glamour girl. And I think, God, I think she hung out with Marilyn Monroe. They might've even been roommates at one point. And um, she wanted to be a serious actress and she was doing so many like glamour parts, like dancehall girls and stuff. I think she was in the remake of Destry Rides Again. So she reached a point where she wanted to do more dramatic parts and not just be the glamour girl. And I think that starts with like night of the Hunter and um, a place in the sun. She says, I want to play sort of like a frowzy, normal person and not, just a glamour puss, you know? Yeah. And, um, at first they wouldn't buy it. I think with a uh, place in the sun, she had to come back for the audition with no makeup and wearing just something off the rack and they didn't even recognize her. You know, at first they said, well, you're too glamorous to play this part. This is supposed to be somebody who's kind of like bookish. Yeah. So she came back and she said, well, you didn't even know it was me. So what do you think? And they're like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I
0: really like her in this one. She, she brings a lot of heart to the, to the movie. <laughs> And it's a fun character.
2: She's a good actress. She's not just, uh, just, she's not just, um, you know, uh, she's memorable. She brings something to this. That's not just the girl, you Mm -hmm. know?
0: Yeah. And uh, I like when she tells the Sergeant, do you mind if I kiss your face? What does he say? He says something like, as long as your man don't mind. Or what does he Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's a great, uh... no, I, I love this. This is one of my favorite Westerns of all time. Um, and uh, if, you've, if, if you have to watch one, if you've never seen a Western, this is a good one to watch. If, you, if you're just going to pick one, uh, I would say this is a good one because it has a little bit of everything. And you get Wyatt Earp. You get a little historical uh, little Yeah. H- brush. And Bat Masterson is mentioned in there. His brother's in there. Yeah. There. It's really cool. So they stick pretty close to the legend of Wyatt Earp. It's
2: kind of cool. Kind of cool. I love that. I love I love the look in their eyes when he introduces himself. He take he's got the badge in his pocket and when he says uh, I'm Wyatt Herb, they kind of their eyes kind of light up like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> you got any You know, you got any cat's milk?
0: what did he say? You got any goat's milk, not cat's <laughs> milk.
2: milk. Goat's milk.
0: All right, let's rank uh Winchester 73. Patrick, what did you think of this sucker? I'm
3: going to give this one an 8.5. 8.5. Justine I me it an eight. Eight. Jake. A
4: nine. Oh,
2: nice. John. Yeah, I give it an eight. Uh, for P- Yeah, you're right, Mario. For people that don't think they like Westerns, this is the one to watch.
0: Yeah, a lot of action. A lot of stuff happening.
2: Uh, yeah, this could make you a Western fan just watching this I, one. I'm gonna,
0: I give it a nine. I'm going to give this one a nine. It's probably my favorite Jimmy Stewart Western. Um, I can watch this movie over and over. I never get tired of it. Um, I can watch that first 10 minutes in the town. Mm. Yeah. That mm. whole sequence is so well and done. And how. I love it. Uh, but Justine, I'm really happy you liked this one. I was, uh, this is one I was, I wasn't sure how everyone was going to take the naked spur because like John said, it's, it is more of a character study, but I figured this has everything that Justine likes in a Western. So it would be, uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, I'm glad
1: uh, Patrick everything.
0: Uh, Well, almost everything.
2: It didn't have spaghetti. No cameo by a young. No cameo by a young Charles Bronson, but uh, you yeah, know yeah. can't have everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's
0: a badass yeah. wood Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no,
4: no.
2: And there's uh, no Walter Brennan,
4: but I mean, you know. What if good. we would have put Clint Eastwood in the? Uh, I'm sorry,
0: Jimmy Stewart in the Clint Eastwood trilogy, like. Doing <laughs> <that>. <laughs> 'Cause he wouldn't have to talk a lot. The name on the grave is Ar- Ar- Arch
2: Stanton. Yes you, sh- you see? You see there, Tuco? You maybe know? he maybe he should have played uh, he should have played Tuco, maybe. What? Uh, Bl- Blondie,
0: you you son of a you you son of a
4: <laughs> you, 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 you you son of a bitch. <laughs> <sighs> I'll get you over to the last thing it, I do.
0: Now you put Henry Fonda and Jimmy Stewart together in uh, hmm. Once Upon a Time in the West. That could have been something. Oh God. That would have been great.
2: Hey, you know, they did a Western together in 1970 called the Cheyenne Social Club.
0: Oh, that's it's a comedy, right? It's a, it's a comedy.
2: It's kind of a comedy drama. It's... um. It's Henry Fonda, Jimmy Stewart, and Shirley Jones playing a uh, a madam at a brothel. Wow, that's crazy. It's a dramedy. Uh it's I, kinda yeah, it's not a f- straight out comedy, but it's got humorous moments. Yeah. I do like so, the idea say that, yeah.
0: of of Charles of Jimmy Stewart at the train station in Once Upon a Time at the West and Jack Elam saying <laughs> Jack Elam saying <laughs> <laughs> looks like looks like <laughs> like we're a horse shy and then he says, No, no, y you, y you, you bought you brought three too many. And then <laughs> love it. Love it.
2: It's like five five minutes later he's going, Yeah, I, actually uh, yeah, 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 you brought uh, uh three too many. <laughs> love it. Millard Mitchell, you
0: you old dog. Yeah. Our Millard. God, it makes you want to
2: look up more. You makes you want to look for more Millard Mitchell. <laughs> John,
0: uh, Justine, what do we have coming up next week? What do we have coming up in the next? We have week?
1: Seven Samurai.
0: The Seven Samurai. John, you've never seen The Seven Samurai, have you? Never I'm seen it.
1: so excited. And Creature, Black Lagoon.
0: and Creature from the
2: Black Lagoon. Who hasn't seen Creature from the Black Lagoon? Oh.
0: Hot dog. Hot dog. Mornings. John and I are excited for di- very different reasons this week. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How many years have you been trying to get me to watch Seven Samurai? It's
0: finally going to happen, yells. You, you old salty yeah. dog, you. Yes, son of a bitch. Uh, Patrick mm. and I are already giving it tens, just so you know. So, just you can go ahead and pencil that in. All the tens. Mm hmm. Right Raging now. tens. You know, just give everyone. I want everyone just put a ten <laughs> down for everybody.
4: Patrick has a raging ten right now. <laughs> Heck
0: yeah! Whoa.
4: yeah. Wow! For that, <laughs> ten, yes, I do. Ten
0: to midnight. Yeah. You, you, know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> guys, what a great show! I'm glad you enjoyed. Uh, think about the naked spur. I want you to to contemplate it. Uh, it's gonna. It's you're gonna visit it in your head again. You're gonna revisit it. You will.
1: I don't get the name for that.
3: Well, it was because one of the dudes uh, kept his spurs naked.
0: Mm-hmm. Naked,
3: the naked spur.
2: Yeah, what? It didn't have like that safety on it, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, there's something around the spur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
3: thought mm-hmm. you knew he was a dangerous man, and then he threw it in that guy's
0: face. I too like, to yeah, know.
2: that was so kind weird. of like a like a ninja
0: star. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're gonna get into that next week, John. You're gonna see some of that
2: next week.
1: Oh, that's mm. what I was about to say. There was a I didn't realize how much rock climbing cowboys did. Oh, yeah
2: and <laughs> both of them
1: both
0: of the end up in, I didn't realize that until I watched both them I'm like oh yeah they both end up in the rocks that's
3: right that's right
1: Yeah, there's a lot
3: and man boy those styrofoam rocks are heavy
0: mm-hmm. that looked they look real to me okay they look real to
2: me. Well, at least it wasn't a back lot. They might have been rubber rocks, but they that was not a back lot. That was somewhere. I think it was Lone Pine, right? They filmed no, it in the Rockies uh, and
0: Lone Pine, yeah. Well, okay. uh, no, it was, one of them was Arizona. Um, okay. Winchester but it's 73 not the universe, was Arizona. Yeah. And, uh, and but, Naked Spur was, uh, I think the river scenes were shot in Lone Pine and all the stuff out in the mountains was uh, was uh, the Rockies. <laughs>
2: it shows that it wasn't like the universal back lot. It wasn't like the panga Canyon or anything like that. Yeah, and, you
0: know? and neither, neither does, uh, uh, uh maybe parts of, um uh, a few parts of, um, Winchester 73 look like they might be out by thousand oaks or something. But other mm. than that, that has also has a very, it feels like a, like they're out somewhere. doesn't yeah. feel like they're on a movie yeah. lot, except maybe yeah. the getting the little town there. But other than that, yeah. It really feels like like that little hut where they go uh try to buy the guns from the guy that looks like it's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. All right guys, what a great what a great week. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh I was going to tell Jake and Patrick that house that they end up at where she finds the picture. And that that that's right out of Red Dead Redemption. Like that. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Oh yeah. Yeah, that house is like right out of mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. There's like a wow. house on the uh, on the map that's right outside of town that looks like that house. It's crazy. Um, all right, guys. So for next week, we're going to watch Creature from the Back Lagoon and the Seven Samurai.
3: Can't wait.
0: Just so you'll be happy to know we're
3: almost out. We're almost done. Look at her face. Nobody, Nobody tell her how long Seven Samurai is.
0: It's only seven hours long. Each samurai gets an hour. <laughs> Them's the rules. Them's the rules. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. You
3: know, I'm going to watch that, then I'm going to have to go play Ghost of Tsushima all uh-huh. over again. Oh. I've been getting myself pumped uh-huh. up.
0: I've been getting myself pumped up to watch it because I love that movie and I haven't seen it in a little while. So I kind of was saving it knowing we were going to do it for the podcast.
3: I haven't watched it since we started the podcast, actually. Oh.
0: John, I can't wait. I want to know all of your thoughts. Right on, Justine. I can't wait. I want to know all of your thoughts. I'm so playing for it. Hey, you liked Ron. We you liked Ron? Did we
1: all do one hour a day. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you know, it's the a- reason. There's a reason I already started watching it. You know what? Ah. I'll tell you what though. It is a movie that
0: you can. I can sit down and watch that movie, and I don't feel like that much time has passed when i watch it i always enjoy watching but you go what three and a half hours where but that being said you can break it up it breaks up very easily it's not a hard movie. is
1: there intermission two intermissions
0: no this is japanese they they you sit politely through the whole thing and you don't get up and go to the bathroom
3: otherwise they stab you
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm, leaving by the way there is a samurai documentary on netflix and I started watching it, and there's a sex scene in it, and I'm like a full-on sex scene, and I'm like, "Who is this for? <laughs> like, hey, like, this, yeah. this isn't the damn History Channel." Like, like, well, the thing is, people who love samurais and are into the and that history. They don't. You don't. You're not trying to entice them. They're gonna watch it anyway. Samurai's
4: bone all the time. Yeah,
0: they they yeah. do. It's funny. There's a full on sex scene, and they're narrating over it. I'm just like, wow, this is weird. Good old Netflix. They're narrating. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're narrating because they're talking about how they're talking about a, a particular uh, uh, warlord. A method
4: of a method of boning, a particular yes. warlord, yeah. and
0: he, his wife was actually uh, the daughter of another warlord, and it was sort of one of the things to keep the peace. But how he was in danger from being killed by her, you know, she could have poisoned him or done all this stuff. And they're just they're they're banging while this whole thing's going. I'm like, wow, this is a really weird. I don't know who mm-hmm. we're going after with this documentary here, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. tell me more.
1: Did you watch uh, Judas?
0: No, I want to see it. It goes off the it goes off of HBO next week.
1: I want to see really it. Good.
0: Yes, about the Black um, Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted. And then I, I
1: watched uh, Raya this morning. How was that? It was good. She it's has good.
0: a. She has the last dragon. Is that a limited release?
3: It's there like, um, stuff. It. like you, do, you can watch it earlier. Wait for it to finally. Or come wait out.
1: a few months for it to drop in.
3: Oh, okay. All right. I'll wait
0: a few months for it to drop in. All <laughs> right, you guys. For John, for Jake, for Patrick, for Justine. We say, what do we say, guys?
3: Fight the power.
0: Justine what do you say Unity John what do you (laughs) say Unity
4: I'm
0: I'm giving you guys each your own sign off today Jake what do you say Oh really Bye (laughs) (laughs) Scintillating (laughs) This transmission ends now Unity